This is Mona Lisa Baseball. A2, I hear you got numbers for us. What kind of numbers are we talking about? I'm in the dark here. Okay, so we are almost at the end of the 2023 season. We have conclusive evidence of stuff. There's a couple of more games. At the time of this recording, you know, there's a few more games left. So in the middle of the season, we did a statistics show. Like, hey, are they getting used to the violation rules? You know, the pitch timer. Are they, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. How many defensive shifts were there actually? Right. So this is now our year end statistic wrap-up. We got the numbers. So I wanted to start with attendance. Mm, Big one. We made a bunch of changes this year. The last time we reported on attendance, it was at a very strange time because attendance was kind of down in the first few months of the year. It's very strange. They had a really good opening day. Things were down for a while, but overall things have been up this year compared to last year. Okay. You know, but we're just kind of back at 2017 levels. Okay. Uh, so a little a little uptick. Right. Last year, average uh, attendance per game, 26,566. This year, almost 29,000. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So like 26 and a half versus 29,000 per game. That's, you know. It's not nothing. You can count that. Yeah. We've talked about how these numbers can be fudged. Is that excluding outliers like the Oakland Athletics? I just gave you the attendance, average attendance per game. So that includes every single team, including the abysmally drawing athletics, who are, yes, the worst drawing team in the league. Okay, I was just making sure we were including. Even with the protest games, they're still at the bottom. Gotcha. What do you think, A1? I would have thought it had been down a smidge. Uh, Instead, it was up a smidge. Certainly not surprised. I'm a little surprised that once it started going down, it didn't kind of keep going down, I guess, but... Again, I'm not necessarily looking at the wave right now. Um, I'm also going off kind of talking to people that I know and how they feel about baseball, this, that, and the other. And Seems like interest was waning, but I guess it was just a smidge up. Yeah, well, I've got another wrinkle here, and that is that I've once again correlated the national weather data. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. And I can tell you guys it was an exceptionally good mm. summer oh. for in terms of rainfall in big cities. Wow. <laughs> so it was a really, really dry summer. I mean, I'm sure you heard about lots of storms and all that, but like on average, there was a lot of good weather this year in terms of like baseball season. Isn't that interesting with our experience? <laughs> it's soaking wet out there. Yeah. Top three best baseball games I've ever attended. Oh, great. That day at Wrigley. You know, so I've been to um, four ball games this season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe five, and I'm set to attend a sixth. And um, Nice work. And I have watched a good fair share of Giants baseball on the telly, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the weekends and whatnot. And I got to say, I am okay with the uh, quicker pace on TV. But when I'm at the ballpark, and you know, I'm showing up like second inning anyways. You know, I'm always kind of late mm-hmm. unless I'm with you guys. Oh. And I'm kind of, I, I don't like the fast pace when I'm at the ballpark, you know. You know, you go and get some garlic fries and next thing you know, it's the bottom of the fourth. And like, dang, where'd this game go? So um, got a little mixed feelings on that that totally makes sense when i'm watching a baseball game on tv i don't really want it to go slow right but the thought of (laughs) changing it so that it's quicker for me 
certainly never entered my mind. It's probably why I really never watched tons of baseball on TV. Yeah. Okay. 2022, we had mm-hmm. a three-hour and six-minute average game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just to be super precise, the time per a nine-inning game was three hours and three minutes. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, uh, we have an average game time of two hours this year, 2023. Uh-huh. We have an average game time of two hours and 42 minutes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 24-minute difference. And then in the more precise number, which is really a nine-inning game, <laughs> we're at 239. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be how it breaks down, about 25-minute difference. Yeah. I can also let you know that that brings us back down to, like... Let's call them. Where is that? Put us. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling down the list here. (laughs) I mean, let's say that brings us back down around 1990 numbers, (laughs) 1988 numbers. Well, did you guys know the fastest game ever recorded was in 51 minutes back in (laughs) 1911? (laughs) The New York Giants beat the Phillies six to one. Oh, I bet they had two really fast workers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. To be realistic, the last time that the average game time was below or at two hours and 42 minutes, it was, I got to scroll down really far, you guys. Oh, wow. 84. Two hours and 39 minutes was the average time back then. Yeah. So we're at 84 levels, you guys. So I guess we wouldn't even remember that. (laughs) Well, there was no pitch clock in 84. What's... Of course. What's... uh. What's changed? What's changed? What? Why are they playing faster in '84 versus in like yeah, I got 15? The, I, we got all the answers. It's ads. It's all the new ways of playing. It's this making more pitching changes. It's the batters yeah. taking as much time as they want. You have pitchers working slower. You have uh, disengagements. You have more and more complicated, you know, hand signs to try to thwart the steal. Now we just have pitch com. Right. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about attendance, and um, it's great that attendance per games is up supposedly there's just this other number this year that went up a lot that I wanted to mention before we move on to other things. And that was Mm. average payroll per team. Oh, mama last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just go the whole league payroll last year. It was almost exactly 4 billion, almost exactly. And this year, 2023, it's over four and a half billion, which is just like one of the biggest increases I've seen on a chart like this. Yeah. Show me the money. I just read that Shohei won't pitch till 2025. Uh, yeah. Mm. The big show mm. is now just a show. The half show, yeah. The half show. I know, that's so disappointing. Just a mere offensive MVP. Right. Just going to hit. Been downgraded. I mean, that does a lot for really the hopes. Any hopes, any shred of hope that I had, you know, about... Yeah. I would agree. Because you call Shohei, he's not a phenom. I mean, yeah, he's a phenom, but he's A1. You titled him a ball player. He's a ball player, great, right? He's a great ball player. He's, he's a great, great ball player. He's not just yeah. He's not just some like freak athlete who can pitch and hit. He's just a ball player. And just the fact that we're going to lose the game's best ball player, in my opinion, is sad. Yeah, I mean, you were saying at Wrigley, you know, it's like, let's make more Shohei's. This is only going to... Damper the children's spirits where, you know, you could imagine dad in the backyard saying, no, nah, 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 you don't want to be a pitcher. Pitchers get hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, they do. They do. But this injury is, you know, he's got such a unique thing going. You can imagine that room full of people nodding their heads like, nah, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's too risky. 
Gosh. He shouldn't be doing that. Oh, that's so dark. He can't pitch and hit. Come on. (sighs) Yeah. The Angels were foolish for letting him do it. Oh, yeah. That is asking way too much. I'll counter you. Here's my theory. Bad investment. People will be like, oh, well, this is because they let him pitch that complete game on that double hutter. And that too, yeah. Yeah, it wore him out. Mm -hmm. So who's the best team in baseball? You want to (laughs) know? Yeah. The best team in baseball. Who's the best team in baseball? Who's, who's going to win the World Series? I want. I need some hot takes from y'all. Hot takes. All right. Who's got the best record in the AL? It's the Orioles. So they've had a really interesting year, young team. National League, who's got the best record? We saw them, the Braves, yeah. We saw them in uh, Milwaukee. Brewers are doing good. Um, yeah, Brewers are doing Central, good. Central, we got the Dodgers in the West, you know. Right. Show favorite, the Rays are looking good. Yes. They're going to make the playoffs. It's always like the Rays. Yeah. They'd be AL East leaders if it weren't for the Orioles, who are just crazy this year. Uh, Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the A's. They're not going to break the record for most losses. Oh, yeah. What are they up to? 105. They have 105. 105. Okay. Yeah. And not too many games left. Did they clinch clinch the not worst record in baseball history? They did. They clinched. All right. Um, yeah, they had Good some. Them. Or they had a bunch of ten game streaks where they won three out of seven. So you know, bam, really brought that <laughs> average up to yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Darn toot and respectable. Yeah, yeah. Their winning percentage is just above three hundred. So congratulations, Hayes. Um, next to them, you have the Royals, who are also kind of a big disappointment this year. Mm. Okay, they banned the shift. You guys, uh, we've played a whole year now with these rules. We had. Count them two whole defensive shift violations this year, and each time it was totally Whoa. on accident. Yeah, more or less. So just two. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I would have expected there to be more. I told you guys at the beginning of the season. I told you there was going to be a gentleman's agreement. They weren't going to like do the thing where they jump over after he released. I told you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our big question is, if you ban the shift, what are you looking for? You want the batting average on balls in play to go up. Yes. So this is a stat. It's the batting average on balls in play. Mm. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. So here we go, you guys. Did banning the shift work? And the answer is, eh, <laughs> you know, like a little bit. <laughs> few points here or there a couple thousands of a percentage point yeah and i'd like to point out like basically only for lefties so this is a rule that benefits lefties who already have a benefit in the game anyway just again another reason why i don't like banning the shift right so good point yeah you guys last year 2022 batting average on balls in play was 289 okay this year we're at 295 Mm. 295 that's back to 2019 levels so with the shift band, I got to say, I am still seeing some shifting going on, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what are you seeing? Well, I just, the boundaries, these zones are just not clearly defined. You're getting the outfielder playing in the shift spot now. I don't personally know where- you just can't cross the line. These imaginary circles are. <laughs> when are we getting these circles? <laughs> All they do is just draw a line right up the middle, home to second. And mm-hmm. the two infielders on the left can't pass the line. Two infielders on the right can't pass the oh, line. Oh, is that it? That's it? That's it. Yeah, that's... Oh. Well, there's another wrinkle to it. And, and that's toes, this, feet, and dirt. Yeah. They have to be on the dirt. They can't be in the outfield grass. Wow, that's still pretty shifty. I wasn't aware of that. You should listen to the show. You wanted circles. Well, I'm just trying to represent the... Yeah. <laughs> so just to be clear for so everyone understands what the banning of the shift is, there's two parts to it. Most people only know the first part, and that is you draw a line from home plate to second base, 
and you need two infielders on either side of it. And now they're officially infielders. Okay. The other part of it is they can't play deep. Their toes got to be on the dirt. Right. Right. So this year, because you can't bring the second baseman or the shortstop past second base in one way or the other, and, and let's be honest, it's this is almost always a shift on lefties where the shortstop comes well over, and maybe even the third baseman is like playing behind second base. I mean, that's the extreme example. So now instead of that, that's illegal. Now we have an outfielder playing deep kind of second base area, right? And you completely give the guy the opposite field. You just give it to him. And we all understand, you know, the risk that that entails. But the big risk or the problem with that is that outfielders are not infielders. Right. Okay. The gentleman's agreement is in place. No one is jumping across second base right after the pitch. Not yet. We'll see that in the playoffs. Yeah, but people aren't going to be able to say the thing, which is like, what is it? That's a hit again, or that used to be a hit. If an outfielder is playing <laughs> where the second baseman used to play during a shift, wouldn't that make you say that thing? Like you hit a sharp liner into right field and it's caught by the... <laughs> That's exactly what A4 said. Yep. When are the circles coming where the outfielders can play? And now designate them outfielders. They have to be in the outfield. You know, I think it would be more fun if it was more like like the invisible fence with a dog collar mm-hmm. where it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. And it's like, sorry. Oh, yeah. Let's just GPS track all the players and make sure they're in like the right trapezoid. Exactly. And then like as they're trying to throw, it's like... Yeah. You know, that that brings excitement. Uncork one into the stance. I mean, net. Well, they need to be doing know. an in-game interview while they're getting oh, shot. That would okay. be great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting into some hardball. Well, that's some real hardball right there. <laughs> well, my favorite kind of pizza is... <laughs> it, it's kind of moving into the naked gun uh, category where I remember there's a part in the baseball game where they're showing highlights. And it's like a guy slides into second base and a tiger leaps on him and, and the whole stands are laughing. And, or the guy's like deep in the hole at short and gets run over by a car and it's like, oh, tough break. You know, we're, we're kind of getting into that realm. So good. <laughs> Dives for, oh, dove past the line. Dog color got him. Yeah, man, let's blow it up. Let's blow, let's, let's blow this game up, man. There's- okay, let me... Jump in with a question for all A4 here. As our representative who has been to several games is going to another one, how's your baseball slash hardball fever right now? Like, If you know you're going to a game that day, do you feel the old-fashioned excitement you used to feel? Are you getting up for it in the same way? More so, less? So I'm going to a Giants-Dodgers game. It's the final night game of the season in San Francisco. Okay. Sitting right by where the garlic fries are in the, in the lower box. Good. Garlic fries Great everywhere. <laughs> um, so I am looking forward to that game. I just hope that the game has some meaning. Um, yeah. And that just kind of means that the Giants need to beat the Diamondbacks. And it's not looking good. Because Giants actually have a four-game series with the Dodgers yep. <laughs> starting Thursday. That's right. It's a, f- a four-game away. Yep. It's Dodgers, Padres, Dodgers. Right. Okay, 10 games left. It's If you wanted your team... This is a beautiful story. This is a comeback all set up to not happen. 
<laughs> we'll see. If there's going to be any magic, it needs to happen like tomorrow. They need to start I'm watching winning. the wild card. And look at this. Look at me. Because I want my team to make the very last, that one playoff spot I'd never even wanted to exist in the first place. I want my team to get it. Boop-a-doo. All right. So we talked about attendance. And attendance is something that... These are published numbers. Um, I think we can rely on them. I think they're more or less truthful. I do know that some teams do inflate these numbers in certain ways. It can get weird. Let's talk about what really matters. Okay. What what really matters is TV viewership. How many hours did people watch baseball? And I have a lot of conflicting numbers, you guys. But I think I can characterize it as being up a little bit. The All-Star game was down. Great opening day. Uh, ESPN says they're up about 5%. The biggest issue with this whole thing is that people are uh, cutting the cord. They're firing their cable companies, and they no longer even have access to these games. And then you have MLB TV saying, hey, so many more people are watching MLB TV. It's like, yeah, that's right, because that's their only option now. And... You know, the regional sports networks that failed, <laughs> MLB is backstopping them. So that's the only place that the Padres fans and, and the Diamondback fans can watch their games on. So, yeah, I would expect that your shit is up. Good job. But these regional sports networks are going out of business at an alarming rate. This year, we had Padres and the Diamondbacks. Their regional sports networks is just like, we you know that we're losing way too much money here. And next year, it looks like the ones that are going to be in trouble are going to be the Rockies, the Astros, and the Pirates. Rockies and Pirates, you know, not really doing a whole lot to build their fan base last few few decades. Remember when they came out, it was, you know, drew record numbers. That was 30 years ago. There's so many home runs there. Shouldn't it be more popular with more home runs? <laughs> yeah, sure. Ballpark is so live. Yeah, right. Heck alive. Nobody wants to pitch there, dude. Heck alive. Yeah. It, <laughs> think how unfair that is. You take Larry Walker, doesn't matter what he does. It's like, you're not a Hall of Famer. Colorado numbers. And then a pitcher. It's like, yeah, I have a 4.95. It's not my fault, though. It's I pitched in Colorado. This is great that you would say that because that's why statisticians have thought up new metrics to rate people. Oh, cool. Where you can account for like how far the ball went and launch angle and all that. And then like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These are Excellent. very complicated stats, though. They're not on the back of baseball cards yet. Oh, man. Essentially, we're talking about what people refer to as like an enhanced war. Yeah. You know, where you take into account just like even more shit. Things you didn't even think were a factor. Like, let's factor in humidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that wouldn't have been a home run if it was Let's dry. Let's factor in the brand name of the humidor that the baseballs were in last night. Yeah, you can calculate for certain years. Like, oh, this was, uh, we're pretty sure MLB changed the ball that year. Yeah. So these numbers are not even that year, just the first half. Like, oh, well, we're going to adjust these numbers. This is where, I mean, do you want baseball to be a bunch of numbers? Or do you want it to be something that's like really fun to watch? Numbers. Yeah, that's... Analytics. <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> Strictly. Are there any pitchers with ERAs? And I know ERA is not like the number one stat to judge a pitcher anymore, okay? With the um, designated hitter and just all over the place these days, 
I remember seeing some pitchers with like a one sub 1.5 ERA. Does that even happen anymore? Are we seeing any pitchers? Not this year. So the DH is really, really skewing the pitcher's ERA numbers, I would think. Well, I don't explain yourself. Well, with the DH, there's better hitters throughout the lineup. So it's just one more better hitter. So the ERA has got to be going up. It's harder for the pitchers. Yeah. Best ERA right now is uh, Blake Snell. San Diego, he's got 2.33. Mm. See, that's what I'm saying. There's no one even under sub two. Let's look at the numbers. How often? Like Maddox, maybe, or Schilling. might have touched it. Schilling could, was probably I doubt close. Schilling touched it. Let's look, I, I, Schilling I likes to pretend he was as good as the greats. I mean, he was... He had a lot of good stuff going. But <laughs> he wasn't Pedro. On he Hibble. was a faker. He, I mean, he was kind of a horse, you know. He like no, he was a total horse. Yeah, he just didn't have Pedro numbers. But he likes to get thrown in in, the, in that category. Listen to this, guys. Let's go back in time. Let's get down to brass tacks. Twenty twenty, Trevor Bauer, one seven three. Woo. Justin Verlander. This just last year, one seventy five. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. With the high voice and everything. Shane Bieber, 163. Well, that answers the question right there. All right, so it happens. But what you were talking about, like, does the DH have an effect? And it's interesting to note that, I I mean, I'd have to average all the NL ERAs over the American League ERAs. And I'm looking at this chart, and it looks like what you're saying is probably right. Because... Most of these years, the National League ERA guy is down, except for just a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what the league is trying to do, anyways. More offense, more hits, more runs. I mean, just makes sense. And just and that's going to come at the expense of the pitcher's statistics. Well, there's also a counterbalancing factor that I've struggled to locate. You know, like actually quantify, and that's that if you have a pitcher that can hit, he's more valuable in your roster. And he might be a little less pitcher, but, you know, he can actually, like, hit the ball. Got any stats on bunts? <laughs> <laughs> you want bunt stats? I got it. you. I don't have those. <laughs> those get deleted as, like, uh, misinformation. It's like bunts. No, those don't exist anymore. Well, I sure could use a good bunt. We're not allowed to talk about bunts. No, I mean, they do. We're not allowed to talk about bunts. Nothing gives me some good hardball fever like a good bunt. Well, I think you answered what A4 was looking for. The answer was, yes, it happens. It happens. It's rare. Clayton Kershaw did it fucking two years in a row, dude. I mean, he also... Can can we just talk about Clayton Kershaw? Because between 2011 and 2014, led the NL in ERA for four years in a row. Bam. I mean... He's such a regular season type of guy. Mm. <laughs> Sadly, his numbers explode in yeah. the postseason. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's great. And yeah. I, I saw him this year pitch in L.A. Oh, the other thing I was thinking, which could factor into attendance numbers, I'm not sure if it would factor into TV, but uh, state of the economy and how much tickets are compared to last year. Oh, yeah. Those could be factors. Right. And I'm going to guess inflation. You know, everything was up a little. So the players got paid a whole lot more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that would support the three that things are up. A few more people watch. A few more people went to games, Mm. even in a struggling economy. But it's hard to get really good baseball fever with shitty teams competing for playoffs because it doesn't really send you into the postseason like. 
Yeah. Bristling. I know you get more teams involved, which kind of gets more of the baseball community around the country going per se. But if your team's not hot going into the playoffs, you kind of skirt it in. Yeah, you're sacrificing one popularity for another. You're yeah. eliminating the pennant race, but now you have more teams that are in it. So Yeah, quantity over quality. This is why later when we talk about the numbers for the playoffs, those are going to be the most yeah. important numbers. Yeah. If more people are tuning in, if there's more money made in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, it's like almost it has to be. Yeah. I have more numbers, actually. I have more numbers for you. And these are All actually right. some really important numbers. So Hungry. I've got the violation numbers by month. Okay. Okay. We've got April, we've got May, June, July, and August numbers. Okay. September numbers follow this trend. I'm not going to characterize them because we're not quite done with September, but I can tell you that the violations have gone down every single month consistently. So are people getting used to it? Yep. Yeah. We're getting used to it. Total balls by violation in April was like 200. And then in August, it was like 90. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, total strikes by violation. This is, you know, when the batter violates the timer or yeah. the pitch timer or the other timers. Yeah. 90 in April, hmm. only 29 in August. So they're getting used to it. These numbers are going down. They're going down pretty well. I mean, they're not zero. This is still going to happen in a big game. They had a lot of figuring out things this year. There was a lot of times like, you know, we talked about John Crook saying this is a circus. No one knows the rules. Because a bunch of players found loopholes where, you know, they would get in there right at the wrong time and look this way or look that way or the foot would be on the chalk or it would be in. And it's just like they had to write new rules in the middle of the year to make up for people finding these loopholes. And, you know, my hat's off to uh, Schwartzer and uh, a couple of different batters who came up with these strategies. But uh, my hat's uh definitely not off to MLB for not anticipating this which honestly <laughs> oh, we talked about this stuff before the season started and it's just a shame that we had these moments where a legend like Cruck is just losing stock in baseball live on TV and everyone listening to him is too yeah he's on team blow it up which is great. <laughs> well, we don't know about he that. He was at that moment. Yeah. At that moment, he was blowing himself up. Right. Uh, so this is the year-end review episode show. We're sort of at the end of the year, and we got a bunch of numbers. We can characterize how well it's the, the year. We can characterize how the shift, yeah. banning the shift. Works. Yeah, it's great. It's the year-end review show. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like prepping for the playoffs. Prepping for the postseason. The year-end review. Yeah. <laughs> We got the numbers. Things are up. I think we're going to see Orioles and Braves in the World Series. Statistics show. Yeah, that's a big one. We're 
Right, right, right. can't cross the line. I think one thing we should talk about is that there will be no rule suspensions for the playoffs.